goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And welcome to Adjunct, where we interview the top advertising lecturers and professors across the country to lend some knowledge to your ear without spending thousands of dollars on a university credit. Today, Harsha Gangadarbatla leads our lecture. As a professor, director of faculty, and leading researcher at the Advertising, Public Relations, and Media Design School at the University of Colorado Boulder, Harsha walks us through how he fell in love with advertising and the link between the critical thinking skills necessary to be successful in advertising as well as in your own life. He is an inspiration to the countless advertising, PR, and media design students who walk through the doors of the University of Colorado Boulder, myself included. Sco buffs, and we coming. As we all know, you need a bulletproof portfolio with work that sets you apart and showcases the next level skills you need as an upcoming strategist, creative, or account leader. It's definitely worth checking out Breaking and Entering's brand new Crowbar Awards, where we release new creative briefs every quarter to inspire great work out of the next generations of talent within advertising and marketing. This quarter, we're lucky enough to have Greg Hahn, co-founder and creative director of Mischief, one of the top advertising agencies on the planet right now. The first place winner will get a legit Crowbar to hang above their mantle break into an agency of your dreams. We do not advise you to break in to an advertising agency of your dreams, but take a photo out front of one of them and send it to us because it's awesome. But now back to the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, Adjunct Edition, and I'm your accomplice, Cooper Colbert. Harsha, it's great to have you on the show, and I, I really appreciate you hopping on. Thank you. Thank you, Cooper. Um, so I like to start my episodes with diving into you know your career and kind of how you got to where you are. I know you started your own personal career um, at Cognizant as a programmer and analyst, um, and then at some point decided to get your, your master's and in, in then PhD in advertising. And I would love to know, you know what drove that shift, how you got to that point, and how you got yourself to teaching from there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like everyone else in advertising, I think you you take a circuitous path, right? So no one, I mean, that's changing now, all the, but, um, you know, most people don't go through college or high school thinking, oh, I want to work in advertising, right? So it's some, some um, something happens and then you sort of move towards that um, um, industry. So yeah, you're right. I, I started, I actually have an undergraduate degree in uh, electrical engineering and I started in um, Cognizant Technology Solutions as a programmer. This was during the Y2K time. Um, so I was programming in COBOL and, you know, the Y2K thing happened and essentially we were just adding those two new zeros or whatever, right? Uh, at some point I realized there's got to be more to life than sitting in front of uh, what we called them then a green green screen monsters because Cobol in the IBM mainframes was a green font on a really black black screen, right? And then I realized, oh, I got to do something more with my life. And then I ran into, uh, uh, I was traveling somewhere in, you know, in India at that time. Um, they had these bookstores and railway stations, and one of the books that was in display was, uh, so you want to be a copywriter, 
was like, okay, what is that? So I bought the book and I was reading it uh, on my journey. And the, fr and the first page, it said, I forget now who it was, but the quote was, it said, um, advertising is the greatest fun you can have with your clothes on. I said, yes, <laughs> that sounds fun. That um, Sign me up. <laughs> so yes, I wanted to be a copywriter for a, for a long time. Um, I thought I could... You know, my dream was to work at an agency in New York, living, you know, the starving artist kind of life, writing the next great American novel. Uh, but I had no idea how to, how, because I was at that point, you know, a software engineer, right? So I said, okay, maybe I'll just go get a degree, graduate degree. And I came here to the U.S., uh, Michigan State. And, you know, it was purely by coincidence, like Michigan State was the first university that offered me admission, and so I just came there. Uh, my life would have been completely different if it was a different university, right? Um, like Texas, for instance. So there are some universities that are very applied in nature, and there are some universities that are uh, more research-oriented. So Michigan State was one of those that was more research-oriented. Um, so to cut a long story short, I ended up in a program that did more um, research and understanding of the advertising industry more so than preparing people at the master's level um, to work in the industry. So um, I started doing research and learned, well, I actually fell in love with that aspect as well um, and, and somehow um, got um, you know persuaded to go on and get a PhD uh, at the University of Texas at Austin. And it turns out to be the best decision because um, my real, um, you know, love is working um, in the industry, not necessarily directly, but help through indirectly through my students, right? So I've been teaching now for close to, I would say, almost 16, 17 years now. Um, and it's just amazing to see um, my students just grow through different ranks and do amazing things um, in the industry. So that's where I found my calling right now. So that's that's what makes me the most um, happy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. You Anytime you talk to anyone who has some sort of experience with the advertising or, or marketing world, they have some you know wild journey of how they either fell in love with it or fell into it. Um, you're obviously um, no exception. And you know, with that research background that you kind of gained teaching at Texas Tech and then Oregon and, and now Boulder and being the director of, of faculty for the advertising public relations and um, media design school, um, how have those you know past experiences shaped your process as a teacher and, and your philosophy around it? Yeah, yeah. So I've been really lucky, uh, you know, working in really amazing places and programs. Um, Texas, for instance, is a really great program. Um, you know, a lot of mentors there, um, people that I'm still in touch with. One of my mentors um, from that program um, moved to University of Oregon and started teaching there. And that was my connection to follow her uh, in that program. By the way, that's another person you should definitely talk to. Her name is Deborah Morrison, um, if you're interviewing people. Um, so I, I started working at Oregon uh, in 2008 and then moved to CU Boulder uh, 2013, partly because it was an opportunity to build a program. Um, so there were a small program at the time, about 150 students or so, 
uh, embedded within the school of journalism. So people were getting a degree in journalism with the you know, track or specialization in advertising. Um, so the opportunity there was to create a new department um, in, in specialization within advertising, public relations, and media design. So I took that, and, and it's been a decade now. Um, so I worked as the founding chair of that department. So we grew from 150 to about um, 1,000 students in five years. So we hired about 20 plus faculty members in those five years. I was the chair. It was an amazing journey. So, um, and, and you know, at some point I had to um, go back to doing research, which is my, um, you know, first love. Um, and and uh, that's when I stepped down as the chair of this. So I'm no longer the chair of the department. Uh, back when I think uh, I met you, you I was the department chair. Uh, but now I work as a faculty director in the provost's office, in the office of faculty direct, uh, office of faculty affairs. So dealing with other things. Um, so that's that's my journey and the administrative side of things. Uh, in terms of what I uh, what I've learned in, in terms of building programs and doing things is that you know uh, you've heard me talk about this too, is that you can't approach these um, especially programs in advertising public relations as like specific hands-on applied which is important but you have to look at them as a broader you know skills and creative conceptual critical thinking skills that you're giving students to solve communication problems for brands and issues right so if you if you provide them those broader skills it doesn't really matter whether it's advertising public relations or some other area um, the skill set would be oh here's a problem and i will solve this using the creative critical thinking skills and that i've developed in in, in college right so that's the approach that, that uh, we brought to our program here uh at CU Boulder as well. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, being a, a product of the APRD um, program at, at CU, I can definitely attest that you guys are, are doing that. I definitely, you know, in, in my weird track to marketing and advertising, fell my way into your class. And, you know, when discussing um, specific topics, you're kind of getting a, a day in the life view from uh, your guest speakers that you had from local agencies, you know, that's where, you know, I first realized that I fell in love with this thing. Um, and for you, you know, you kind of went the research path. And and from there, I wasn't too sure. And I find that more and more people that I talk to as they're uh, entering the industry, you know, they have interests across multiple categories. Um, and that, you know, the APRD program at CU was a great way to kind of dip your toes in all different uh, pools of, of different sizes and, and gain those um, different experiences. Um, are you seeing that the same for, for other students? And in what ways are you trying to, you know, push the boundaries for, you know, growing those next generations of advertisers and creatives? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, um, you know, I, I love teaching. Um, so back when I was the department chair, I used to teach the large intro class uh, course. Um, and then the very last class that they take, which is the capstone campaigns. So it was my way of seeing, you know, um, students go through four years when they would start as freshmen in my intro class. And then I would meet them again in four years in this capstone class just to see them grow phenomenally. And 
you know, in different areas and their thinking. So it's, it's a way of me looking at, wow, is the program working or not, right? So we've been very lucky to hire uh, an amazing group of uh, talented professors, um, you know, with PhDs and also people who've worked in the industry. And, and it's somehow the magic works and everything comes together. And in the four years when I see them as freshmen, when they come back, they know everything and they're ready to hit the ground running and, and they do uh, produce really amazing uh, work in, in their campaigns uh, courses. So yes, there's, uh, there's lots of interesting stuff happening here, but I also think that nationwide, um, you know, across different programs, I'm seeing that um, there's a lot of uh, interest in, you know, programs that are more geared towards um, social justice issues and things like that. Um, environmental communication, for instance, the Oregon program's big on that. So those are, I think, a natural fit with the younger generations that want to make a difference. You know, they want to work for companies that, uh, you know, that are sustainable, they're purpose-driven, do something um, um, positive to humanity. So it's sort of those things are also becoming important. That's one thing I'm noticing as well. Um, and uh, our programs, you know, really good at, in, in in building bridges with uh, with nonprofits and you know sustainable businesses and bringing them as clients in our capstone campaigns classes and things like that so um is that what you, i mean i i tend to ramble as a professor but is that what you're trying to ask is yeah the direction in which the programs are going or yeah that's that's awesome i'm actually really glad you brought up the the fact that you guys are kind of moving in a, a social justice direction because I was in um, a strategy focused class with with Molly Katz at CU um, and we were looking at some of the awards um, and placements for the Jay Shy Awards um, that year which I think was like 2017 2016 but there was a campaign that stuck out to me from Energy BBDO in Chicago uh, working with the Off the Streets Club which is a group that's helping um, you know, folks who come from harder, tougher areas, you know, get the help and, and resources that they need, specifically children, a place to go where they can have, you know, safe um, and strong mentorship. Um, and, you know, from joining your class and getting, you know, a broad view of, of the industry to then having another class where I realized there was real change that I could make within this line of work, I, it made it incredibly attractive to me. Um, and it's super interesting to hear that that's the direction for a lot of the capstone work that you guys are doing now. And even seeing that in, you know, award show programs outside of schools right now where briefs kind of are tended like less focused on a specific client, but more of a problem at large. Um, is that kind of how, you know, it's shifting right now? Yeah, you know, and then the, and the beauty of, um, you know, our program and other programs too, uh, that I uh, that I admire is that at, uh, at the end of the day, um, advertising and public relations, you know, the skills that we you pick up in courses and classes and things like that, they could be applied in any context, right? So there's sort of like the toolkit that you pick up. So uh, it's the same principles of persuasion that would that you would use or one would use to sell soap as a as well as to sell 
an idea to conserve energy or to live a sustainable, uh, engage in sustainable behaviors, right? So we leave it up to our students to kind of use it the way we they see it, but we definitely want to make sure that they have those um, those creative, conceptual, critical thinking skills, irrespective of where they want to use it, use it in and what context they want to use it in. And the other thing about our program, which I really like, is as opposed to you know finishing schools, which are great by the way. I mean those um, you know portfolio schools have a role in the broader industry as well. But I see a four-year degree uh, being a little different in the sense that what. Uh, what a four-year college does, it gives you the liberal arts context. And then once they come to our department, we kind of give them the skills. So the skills and um, the software, things that they learn, help them get their first job, right? It's the portfolio that they polish and do their things in the junior and senior year would help them get their first job. But then the liberal arts education that they have to take as part of being a research one university, like, you know, contextual courses like in history, sociology, anthropology, and other electives that they're required to take, prepare them for their last job, which is, which we hope, you know, their first job is not their last job, right? So it helps them grow through that, uh, the ranks of the, of the ladder in having a broader societal, socio-political, economic understanding of how the world works, right? So they can keep moving up that ladder. So I think it's the best of both worlds. So we um, we hear, and I see very few programs doing that, right? Texas, Oregon, we have two of them um, that do that, is preparing students both for their first job as well as their last job. That's super interesting. And I know that was a quote that definitely stuck with me when, when I took your class. And you're going to pick up things from you know school as, as you go forward or whether you go to a portfolio school after and at any um, of those jobs that you have, you know, even far, like far further into your careers to know you're making, you're making sure that you're, you know, picking up those new skills to continue, you know, getting to, you know, the top of that ladder, whatever the top of the ladder looks like for you. Um, yeah. And it's super interesting, you know, bringing in the perspective of how a four year liberal arts degree can kind of broaden the perspective of it. So you can kind of make those decisions too, while you're, you know, climbing the rungs, but also identifying what rungs you want to be climbing, I think is um, super interesting. And I guess makes me a little bit curious too, if we're talking about those, you know, creative concepting and, and critical thinking skills that you're making sure to build in um, your entire program. How do you balance that with the tangible assets like uh, a well-written portfolio or, um, you know, experience with, you know, problems and, and have a way to document it and bring that to the entry level role in the advertising world to you know help tell your own story. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, one of the other things we do in our program um, is this philosophy, and although we we don't explicitly say it, but I see it in our program. Um, is this idea that um, learning um, happens through doing, right? So learning by doing, uh, and this is a this is a fundamental shift, I think, back from when, you know, me or my generation or older generations went to school where you would have a professor stand in front and, you know, give lecture or whatever, and you would take notes and then you would. So that's learning by information, right? And that's an older paradigm. And now I think um, the, the, there's been a paradigm shift in that 
the information that you know professor can typically provide is very better, right? Uh, it's, it's it's a search of you know one search or tip of your uh, finger, or whatever the, through Google and other. Uh, now we have AI enabled uh, you know, search and chat and other things as well, right? So that paradigm shift happened, and I see more and more as I teach now, students are um, in this new newer paradigm where they learn things by doing. Right, not necessarily sitting and hearing about it. So we have, we uh, we've adopted that model in our program. So most of our classes, I would say, except for you know the intro class, even then they work in groups and projects and things like that. Uh, but most of our upper division classes have a, a real world client that they work on and and produce things. Right. So all of those are opportunities for students to create the content uh, and the evidence that they could use. Uh, when they go out into the industry, uh, whether it's a portfolio, whether it's a, a strategy deck, you know, research that they've done, things like that, or a media plan that they created in their media planning course. So all of those are all of those courses are geared towards producing that evidence. And we also have now a, a, a creative track and a design track. Um, so people apply to that and work, you know, um, exclusively on their portfolios and doing things that you would do typically do it at a portfolio school. So we're kind of trying to give them the best of both worlds. Um, you know, portfolio schools, obviously, they do that 24-7. Uh, it's harder to do that in a four-year setting. But, uh, but you know, our students compete with the portfolio schools, as you know, at the one show. Um, a few years back, we were ranked the, you know, in the top five programs in terms of number of pencils that we won and things like that. Um, so yes, there is there is an emphasis on creating opportunities to gather as much evidence as they can um, that could that could showcase their skills rather than just a one-dimensional resume that most people uh, in other programs might have, right? So yeah, and you know we have the the crowbar awards with with breaking and entering that started this quarter as well too, where we're going to be having um, Greg Hahn as our first guest judge um, as a you know another similar opportunity to give you know students from across the board and people who are three years and under and, and advertising a shot at you know getting more exposure and and working on their portfolios too, which I think to your point, um, a lot of times the important parts are the creative concepting and, and creative critical thinking skills. Um, but then having, you know, a target to point that at is uh, always, you know, key. And that's where I think those, you know, at least in my experience with APRD, those, those capstone classes where you get to work on, you know, a real client um, and solve a problem for them kind of brings it all together and, and learn by doing. And, you know, that's how we all get better in our careers, whether you're five years in, 10 years in, et cetera, you have to, to continue pushing the boundaries and, and learning. And it makes me a little bit curious, um, you know, in the last five to 10 years, uh, there's definitely a wave uh, within the agency world where they're searching for talent outside of the traditional portfolio or university school education, like Wyden had the Kennedy's program, I think they might still be running it. Um, and Crispin had like the crash course program where they were um, looking for people without traditional advertising backgrounds to bring in uh, into like an incubator like setting. Um, has a shift like that 
affected the way that you teach or prep your students at all? Or, um, you know, what's your kind of view on, on, you know, that trend within the advertising world? Yeah, I can see why, um, you know, program ad agencies would do that because, you know, um, the whole idea of, of working in advertising is, is coming up with creative, innovative, you know, never thought of out of the box ideas, right? Uh, and unfortunately, I think um, majority of the programs all do similar things. It's cookie cutter, right? It, you know, you could really substitute your degree and say, you know, some other, uh, like some other program, and you wouldn't know the difference because everyone takes the same set of classes, everyone does the same, um, you know. Uh, works on the same kinds of projects and things like that. Um, so I can see them doing that, right? And, and and it makes sense because you want, if you want fresh thinking, you got to go outside and bring in people that are, um, you know, with a different background, like English, sociology, psychology, and other areas. Um, so we've, we've kind of known that uh, in a, uh, for a long time. Uh, and that's where, that's where the idea of like preparing students for, you know, problem solving, communication problem solving, rather than working in a particular ad agency or a particular PR agency as the focus, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think still we do have a lot of students come to us because they want to work at an agency, but we've we've um, consciously made this effort to like make them think beyond an agency, right? Your skill set translates to a whole different context whole different areas. So if you can think creatively, strategically, uh, understand a problem, come up with really cool ideas to solve it, you could apply that in a bunch of other areas, which is which could be technology. Uh, you know, you could work at a tech firm. You know, there's other areas or nonprofits. You know, uh, like a Clinton Initiative or Global Initiative or something like that, right? So um, to 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 counter you know, the agency way of looking at it, right? So they're going to get, they're going outside the ad programs to get new ideas. We're sort of preparing our students to go beyond the agencies because we want them to go where the puck is, right? In a hockey metaphor, like agencies are great if you can get it, but they're limited jobs, right? Uh, and there are also certain issues with agencies in terms of, you know, um, underrepresentation of certain groups and things like that. And also, um, if you ever been in an agency, you would see that majority of them are under 40, right? So there's never anyone older than that. So it's also sort of a system which wants a high, uh, there's a high turnout of young talent that, that, you know, can stay there 15, 14 hours or whatever and work, right? So in, in such a situation, you would want our students to think beyond and see where else can you take your skills, right? And in the past, it's been amazing to see our students pick up those skills and take them to really cool areas, right? So when some of them work for, um, you know, environmental agencies and, and things like we, where you wouldn't normally, uh, as an ad major, think of going, right? So those would be the things that I think we, um, we and as well as other ad programs should be thinking about is how can we um, prepare students um, for, for a world, um, you know, beyond the agency world. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It definitely feels like 
uh, you know, whether you have the traditional education or not, that that paired with a diverse background is a great way to set yourself apart even further, um, whether, you know, you're, you're pointing straight at um, an agency uh, or beyond. And, and absolutely, there's tons of churn within that industry. Um, and I feel like a lot of times I hear, um, you know, the conversation or, you know, we use the the rungs and the ladder metaphor where um, people go to the agencies in their early career to, you know, get a broad knowledge across, um, you know, varying sets of, of industries and kind of intensive um, creative work, which, you know, is its own value prop. But that then the next rung is to go in-house somewhere or to divert to a different type of agency. Um, are these conversations that you know you're used to having with your students, or is it more of a case-by-case -case basis, just based on the person's situation and their goals and where they'd like to go? Yeah, it's both. I mean, we talk about it in our classes a little bit too, but then there are also examples of students who've um, you know gone not just uh, beyond an agency, but beyond the industry itself, right? Like, it's so amazing to see, uh, for instance, I have a student, um, I should give her a shout out, Morgan Gallo. I don't know if you were in her cohort or not. She may have been, uh, but she was also in my uh, intro class. But she um, she's a comedian, right? So she's figured out a way to use her advertising skills um, to kind of create a huge, I think she has like 300,000 or 400,000 people following her on uh, TikTok and social media, right? So she's used some of her uh, advertising skills to kind of promote herself on social media platforms. And it really helps too that she's amazing and incredibly funny. Um, so th those are some examples that I can think of where people are taking their skills to completely different areas, right? And so I have former students who are now in nursing school. I have another student who um, was um, in one of my classes and I saw in him, you know, he was a natural leader, like sort of he would stand up and present in a way that made me uh, think of him as like, oh, you you know what, you would be really good in a courtroom or in, 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 in the Congress even. You should think about running for office, right? And he he kind of took that to heart and he said, you know what, I'm going to go to law school. And he went to law school and he's now in law school, right? So there are ways in which you can uh, and I really hope that's what the students would get out of, uh, you know, these creative programs. Um, creative in the sense that what I'm talking about is advertising is a creative field, right? Not just necessarily portfolio copywriting or direction, but anything that has the creative industry um, aspect to it. To take those skills to really apply them to 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 these broader um, industries and areas that wherever their heart takes them, right? And they they're naturally good at and can really apply those skills. And that could be anywhere, right? So once you take away the limitation of here's the ad industry or PR industries you work in, it just opens the field up to doing anything. I mean, you could you could run for office, you could run for Congress and things like that um, that get opened up and the possibilities that I see um, in the students is what really excites me. And I hope, um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone finds things that they're really passionate about. Um, and, you know, as somebody said late, if you find something you really enjoy doing, you never have to work a day in your life. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Um, and it kind of triggered me to, you know, think about how, 
you know, firstly, I'm curious about how many students you have coming back to you to to chat about, you know, the new industries that they've gone into. But um, within the like content creator world that we live in now, more and more people, and even in in younger generations than than I or you are are finding new ways to have success as as a content creator and defining and building their own brand and use the example as a student who. Um, became a comedian um, and used the skills from the cro the program to bring that to life. It, it really feels and just sounds like um, it's a great program to, you know, find success in life and, you know, give those core skills of, of critical thinking and creative solving problems, creative solving, uh, solving creative problems um, as, you know, different uh you, know, you never know what life's going to throw at you and you don't know what new industry you could get pulled into or, or fall into. But um, it's really awesome to hear that that's kind of the uh, world you are creating or that bubble that you're creating within the um, advertising PR and, and media design school at, at CU. Yeah, there's so many other examples too. I mean, um, you know, I, I have to say that majority of our students still go into and want to work in the, in the ad agencies and, you know, industry, but there are a few of them that kind of transition to other other industries as well. I have another student of mine who um, who works in the cannabis industry, right? So he's a really great uh, graphic designer. And, you know, I would talk to him and he would... Uh, be in the class and I'd say, you know what, if you're really passionate about this, then you you could make a career out of this, right? So then he started designing things um, for, uh, he was a butt tender too. So he, put, uh, he did a, cool, a lot of cool stuff that led him to a job. And now he's, you know, designing courses for butt tenders, right? So how do you butt tan, right? Like what are the basic principles and things like that? So you could, I mean, you could really, the sky is the limit. You can apply um, your skills in a, in a wide variety of fields. Yeah, that's incredible. And I mean, obviously that's kind of a no brainer um, with Boulder too. And I think that was something um, that was used in a lot of our uh, design work projects because it's right there. You have an industry that is booming and is going to only continue to and is pretty uh, infant and is looking for, you know, ripe young talent who has out of the box thinking to help, you know, bring those products or even processes within those, those um, companies to life. Um, and I guess it makes me curious too, how um, is the APRD program there, you know, a, a place that kind of fosters building strong relationships between either, you know, students amongst their peers or, you know, students to the different professors or the networks that professors have to, you know, reach those places that they're looking for? Yeah. So, I mean, our program, I think we're incredibly lucky to be in uh, Boulder uh, and, you know, obviously Denver area where there's a lot of um, ad agencies and, and creative energy, right? It's one of those places that naturally attracts people that are uh, like-minded and creative and wanted entrepreneurial and want to do things. Um, so when I first moved here, you know, I made it a point to like network uh, with all the agency folks here and, uh, 
you know, one of my good friends, uh, which, by the way, would be a great person to um, talk to or interview. Uh, his name is Jonathan Schoenberg. He's a partner at TDA, right? So he uh, he's a really good friend of our program. Uh, and through him and, and others I've, I've met, uh, we, we make it a point that uh, that industry connection is there with, with their students, right? So they can really take advantage of talking to people, connecting, whether it's through guest speaking, guest lectures, and things like that, or portfolio reviews in our creative uh, sequence. Or we also have a number of them uh, teaching classes for us. When you mentioned, you know, Molly, uh, Molly Katz, uh, I met her when she was at Cactus, I think, uh, director of strategy there, and I recruited her to come teach our class, right? So those are some ways in which as a former department chair, I made sure uh, we were connected to the industry and, and the goings on in the industry. So that's one way we really keep our students uh, connected with what's going on in the industry. Um, so that, you know, and they also, you know, uh, go on, we have an ad club, um, they go on agency tours and uh, meet with different people um, in, in New York and before the pandemic they used to, but I think they're, it's going to come back again and they're going to go to San Francisco or New York and meet with, people, meet with agency folks and things like that. So um, I think we're uniquely positioned be, being in Boulder and we, we really do take full advantage of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bit of a leading question on on my end. I'm not supposed to admit that leading leading a podcast, but I mean, I I found my first you know agency gig with Michael Stoner at, at year one, and then worked with Mark Heaston and his consulting group out of school, um, and that's where you know I was able to get my start, and even you know have you know close connections with um, a lot of the people that you mentioned, and even you know doing this interview with you now. There's definitely a, a strong collaborative culture between um like the real world and and education within um that program that i think is proving to be successful for a lot of folks plus you have just an incredibly creative um area in general um it's it's really cool to see and and that it's continuing to grow and, and move forward from there yeah, no, for the for the people, I guess especially if there are students listening, I would say you know, um, as my mentor, uh, Deborah Morrison, used to say, uh, you know, the, the real magic happens between uh, this in the space between classes, right? As I said, everybody takes the same courses, everybody, whether it's you, whether in the program in Illinois, Michigan State, Georgia, Florida, all of these ad programs, you're all taking the same classes, you know, research methods, strategy, media planning, sort of thing. Uh, what really sets you apart is what you do with your time in between classes, right? So think of yourselves as you're coming into your program, wherever that is, with a huge empty container, right? And what you do between classes to fill those containers is what's gonna set you apart from everyone else or the 2,000 students that, that are in across the nation in ad programs, right? So that's one thing I would strongly recommend people, um, you know, if they're looking for things um, for advice, I would say, you know, make the best of the opportunities and the time that you have uh, between classes, whether it's a hobby, whether it's writing, music, whatever that sets you apart, build on those things, right? At the end of the day, you want to be um, the, the interesting person who walks into the room and not just, you know, a cookie cutter ad grad that comes out of a program. 
Yeah, I, I hear you. And I know there are a lot of, um, you know, feelings on, on either side of this, um, at whether it's advertising or, or any industry, but you have, you know, AI, that's the, the center of discussion right now. And before that, specifically within advertising, the word data driven, um, was in everyone's mouth uh, at some point in either a pitch or a conversation. Um, and I know one of the fears that I see and, and hear a lot about um, from people is that, well, if we're bringing in AI and, and we're, we're bringing in uh, more data into the work that we're doing, and I'm sure there are conversations that are happening in the class, in your classes around these technologies and how they can be helpful. There's also that fear of, you know, how it can take, away or, or how we play a role with these new technologies now um how are you kind of fostering that creative environment to you know have people really bring in what makes them them and and you know get the most out of these technologies to where it's not you know data washing the conversation or the work that's getting done yeah no it is a it is a really interesting um you know uh, development in ai and big data world, right? So yes, there is obviously the fear that, and it is, you know, valid to an extent because I do agree that uh, in in the near foreseeable future, anything and everything that can be automated will be automated, right? So um, as, as somebody going into the industry, then you would want to think about skills and, and um you know, toolkit that you're building um, that that is, you know, hard to automate, right? So, and I would say, um, hopefully, it's really a long time before computers are able to um, replicate human creativity, right? Like, that's one of the bread and butters of our industry. I think it, and, and, and there is a lot of significant work being done in, in the AI realm, but I, I, I strongly believe that um, you know, the because computers kind of predict things, right? They're really good at predicting. And so it, it going outside of those patterns, I don't know if you can um, algorithmize creativity to an extent um, that it would be, um, and it, the people have, people are trying and it is a scary world, but I think that's the last uh, bastion um, in this um, sort of war against machines, right? I think humans have, um, an advantage in creativity and emotions and feeling things, um, whatever we want to call that, it's consciousness or whatever it is. Um, that's the thing I think that that still separates us and uh, from the machine. So in terms of AI, that would be one thing. Uh, in terms of data, though, uh, I think you're right that there's a lot of data, but the skill set that is missing is. Um, interpreting that data, right? So everyone can, you can treat yourself to like crunch those numbers and run those regression models or time series or what have you and pull up charts and, and bar graphs and things like that. Uh, but I think the, the, the we're still, we still need humans to interpret those and see um, the insights of those, right? I think that may be where we still um, are a little bit relevant um, uh, at least for now, before uh, computers, I guess, take over and singularity kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's hope that it's a long time before that day comes. But I, I totally agree. And, you know, folks at um, in-house or at agencies and in uh, any industry, I think it's you know, 
widely regarded as you know such an incredible skill as a creative to be able to read between the lines draw out those insights whatever they may be for a consumer world or client problem um and that's where you know the the money is made and that's where you know the most growth will be too that's where the like when you even if we bring it back to advertising find those campaigns that kind of hit you in the chest a little bit it's usually because uh, some creative or, or strategist maybe an account person found something that and you know an unspoken human truth that was lying in, in the data whether it was in an interview or you know just them living their own lives it's it is really cool to see, you know, that tool getting used to like that tool being data used to its full potential and, and, you know, really kind of pushing the work forward a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to wrap up the show um, of, with, of adjunct with uh, any advice that you share or would like to share with your current students and how you'd like to share that with, um, you know, students across the country or people who could just learn from it? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think I have about four or five things that I usually tell my students in the last day. So you you, you probably have heard this spiel uh, at the last day of class as um, all of my students. So I uh, usually start my last day of class talking about you know, four or five things that to think about, right? And these could these sometimes go beyond the advertising industry. Some of them are really specific to the advertising industry. But the number one thing for me um, is curiosity. I think everyone has to have a sense of curiosity, right? So, you know, uh, going back to the times when you were a six-year-old, right? Um, you would constantly probably ask, uh, why? Why is that, right? At some point, somebody said, enough, no more why. That's just the way things are, right? Uh, and there are so many people, who, like Charlie Roberts and other people, who talk about the creative um, process and how our education system is sort of set up to like kill that creativity, right? So it's so counterintuitive because um, creativity is, uh, uh, curiosity is one of those things that really takes you uh, far in life but then we design an entire education system to kill that curiosity, follow orders to get your grade or whatever, right? So I would say first thing, you know, you know bring back the curiosity, ask why. Um, if you're curious about things, pull that thread, find out, right? Pick up a magazine you've never read, talk to a stranger, um, you know, talk to people that, um, you know, that don't, don't they usually uh, agree or, um, you know, you line up with your views or something, right? Learn from those things, right? Uh, number two would be, um, I would say, give a shit, right? I guess you could bleep that out. <laughs> but essentially care about things. Uh, you know, if you go through your life without caring about things, that's just to me, uh, you know, you've wasted such amazing in, in potential, right? We all are unique in, in our ways and we bring so many things to this world and if you just go through life with not without caring about anything, and it doesn't have to be advertising, right? Care about something. You know, if it's peeling a potato, you do it with like devotion, right? Figure out everything and like just give a damn, right? So that will be one thing. And those are so many things you could care about, environment, um, issues of equality, things like that. Um, and then I would say number three is something that I've, uh, I apply in my own life is is um, never compete or compare yourself with others. Always compete against yourself, 
right? So you look at people around and say, oh man, he got a job. I, you know, I wish I wasn't there. Like that is a recipe for disaster, right? So the minute, because there's always somebody better, there's always somebody worse. You know, that's a battle you're never gonna win. Um, the only thing you should, the only person you should compete with is you. So you get up every day, you look in the mirror and say, are you better than the person you were yesterday? What did you do the entire day that made you better? Right. If not, go back to the drawing board, create things. Okay, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna run, you know, three miles every day, I'm gonna learn a language on Duolingo, whatever it is, right? Uh, that's the person you need to be competing with, the person in the mirror, right? And number four uh, is more specific to the advertising industry. Unfortunately, the way things work in the advertising industry is not as much as what you know as who you know. So networking is a really big, uh, important aspect. So um, that wherever you are, whichever program you're in, um, you know, when, when you have guest speakers coming to your class, find them on LinkedIn, you know, and uh, talk to them and, you know, thank them for coming to class or whatever. Like, uh, don't, don't approach these relationships with the transactional lens, right? Like, what can this person do for me um, lens? Never do that. Like, think of it as a genuine, um, relationship that you're forming because you never know who can open what doors for you at what stage in life, right? So building those networks is an important thing. Uh, and related to competing against yourself is this personal brand, right? Um, I think it's, it's attributed to Jeff Bezos, but it may be someone else said it. But it's essentially your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Um, so you have to work towards carefully crafting that brand, right? Because whether you do it or not, it gets built, it gets uh, created. So work towards creating that, that brand of yours. And last thing I would say um, is, um, you know, uh, advertising industry is an incredibly generous industry. Like I've never seen people, you know, counter, counter to what most people might think actually. You know, people if you ask like, oh, advertising. But really people that work in the industry are incredibly generous. Like I, I, I pick up my phone or I um, send an email, say, hey, you know, uh, I would love to have you, have you come. I've never met, I do, you don't know who I am. It would be great if you could come talk to me, uh, talk to my class. Immediately they say, yes, I would love to do that, right? So uh, it's a very generous industry, very giving industry. So be generous, right? Be a kind um, person because that goes a long way in life as well. So those are the things I have. I love it. Thanks, Harsha. I think it's a great way to sum it up and kind of the beauty of the, the breaking and entering platform as a whole, giving people access to uh, Harsha's four tenets of, of being an awesome creative and, and person at the end, but that um, that's what we're here for as well, too. If anyone ever wants to reach out to either myself or Gino or anyone at the breaking and entering team and uh, ask any questions, access our network, always do. That's what we're here for. And um, really appreciate you coming on, Harsha, and, and sharing all this with us and uh, getting to pick your mind a little bit and share that with the world. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, 
it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod. It's all one word, breaking and entering pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn and they want to connect. So do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director. Can't do without you two. And a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency. And it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week with another amazing guest.